Dave Filoni, the man who co-created the Clone Wars with George Lucas, the Mandalorian with Jon Favreau, helped create the Bad Batch, Tales of Jedi, Book of Boba Fett, Resistance, as well as our favorite, Rebels, has given us a live version of his baby, Ahsoka, with a Rotten Tomato score of 87 with the critics and 71 with the audience. Sometimes we talk a little bit longer if we have things we have gripes about. May the force be with you. Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. My name is Angel. I'm Adon. Where we give you a review at least once a week. Spoiler alert. Currently streaming on Disney Plus is the first season of Star Wars, Ahsoka. Your initial thoughts? First half, Rebels 2.0. Other than that, what did I watch? <laughs> How about this? Should it have been called Ahsoka or should it have been called Sabine? Ooh, that's a fair point. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty darn accurate. And I then mean, Sabine with a question mark, like as in why? Let's go over to and give the credit where credit is due. So again, like as I mentioned before, the series is written and created by George Lucas and Dave. Well, not George Lucas, but more Dave Filoni, but George Lucas is credited due to the it's his world that yeah, he created it, it's his universe there's eight episodes you have here a rosario dawson playing the lead ahsoka you mm -hmm. have david Tennant, jessica playing huang her cyborg counterpart heads up i may say these names wrong but natasha lou Bordizo playing sabine wren mm -hmm. mary elizabeth winston playing Hera Sadula, who is in real life married to Ewan McGregor. Oh. Ray Stevenson, playing Balin Skull. Ivana Skalno, Sheen Hati, a.k.a. Joan of Arc. She looked like Joan of Arc to me. You have Diana Lee Insanto, playing Morgan Elsbeth. Again, she is the daughter of Daniel Insanto, best friends of Bruce Lee. So her name is in honor of her father and his best friend, Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. Iman Esfandi as played Ezra Bridger. Mm -hmm. Hayden Christensen playing Anakin Skywalker again. You know what? I wish that Matt Lautner came in instead of Hayden. And he kind of did, but we'll go over that later. Nikin Robinson, first officer Vic Hawkins. I think he was the one with the gold part mask. Of resistance. Was I him? Wait, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, because I, I think it's the other guy that I think. But anyway, even Witten, Jason Sadell, the son, mm -hmm. Lars Mikkelsen, who played Grad Admiral Thrawn, whose brother is... He was the father. Right, but he, he was the father who created the... The Death Star. Star. Death Star, yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. So. That's what we're talking about, yeah. Genevieve O'Reilly, playing Chancellor on Mothma, reprising a role that she's done in, in Andor and other Star Wars projects. Paul Su Hung Lee, Captain Carson... Diva, he, again, reprising his role, he did in The Mandalorian. Wes Chatham, I think that was the right-hand man for Thrawn. He played Captain Enoch. Yeah, that might be. You have Paul Dornell, who played Morak. He was the Inquisitor. Mm, okay. And you have other characters, but then you also have here Peter Jacobson. He was Min Weaver. He was the... Um, Supervisor of the that portrayed Ahsoka and on that on that um, on an episode know, two uh, the port the port yeah. yes you also have Clancy Brown reprising his role as Ryder Azadi but then here is Governor Ryder Tamura Morrison as Rex Anthony Daniels reprising his role as C three PO got Claudia Black as uh, Clotho but that's only relevant to mostly Farscape fans uh, Vinny. Thomas, he reprised a role, not him, but he played the character Jai Kel. And here is Senator Jai Kel. But he was one of uh, Ezra's close friends in Rebels. Like they were communicating back and forth while like Jai was maybe a mole in the Empire for Ezra and the crew. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And you have Dave Filoni as Chopper doing the voice. That makes sense because one of my uh, colleagues I work with, we talk about Star Wars all the time. He was actually upset because he's like, you can hear Chopper talk. I'm sorry. A little what? more clear than the Rebels. A little more clear than Re Rebels. You couldn't really understand. Here you could. Exactly. He's like, you, you can hear words. And he's like, that makes no sense. And I'm like, 
I, I was I always ignored Chopper, so now I gotta mm. listen to it. Well, no, on the show you were able to understand. It's like, did you go through my things? I didn't go through your things. Yes, you did. In a sense, like that's the way he's saying it is the way you can you can hear it. Mm. All right, so let's go over to episodes because I thought the episode names were pretty smart in a way. I got a kick out of it, especially on the last one, the last episode, the title. But you have Massive and Apprentice. How? is the lore of Jedi and Sith toil and trouble. That's the second one time to fly fallen Jedi, which is a, a game, a yep. popular Jedi game. Star Wars game, excuse me, shadow warrior. I think that's maybe a game or a story book far, far away. Yeah. That's um, what starts off the title in a sense in the galaxy far, far away yeah. from, from every Star Wars direct to Skywalker uh, movie dreams and madness. And then the last one, the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord, as a play on Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. I thought that was cute. Kim thought that was cute too. Now, what's cool about here in this series, in a sense of Dave Filoni, through his creations of Rebels, Clone Wars, even Resistance, like stories that became legends, not canon, he made some characters canon. Case in point, Thrawn. Absolutely. The Inquisitors. Mm -hmm. They were all part of legends until he made them canon. What about Ahsoka, the sisters? The witches, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I think they're also part of legends. Ahsoka is his own creation. Oh, because uh, like he introduced her in Clone Wars. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's not part of legends. He made her. And, and people, when she first came out, they did not like her. It's like, who is this? They don't care. It's like, I want Annie. I want Anakin. Who is this new character? Blah, blah, blah. Crying. She and was then, a little bit annoying at first, though. Of course she was annoying. Of course. But that, that's the part. Like, what he did with Ahsoka is what Lucas did with Luke. When we meet Luke, he's kind of annoying. He's a spoiled brat. He, you know, he wants to break away. He wants to be a rebel in his own thing. Never in the moment. But then he gets into the journey, and as we see in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, how he grows and matures. Mm -hmm. Ahsoka, we saw that through Clone Wars, and then a little bit more in Rebels. We yeah. see her grow. Mm -hmm. And people now, she's a favorite. Comic-Con, Halloween, what have you. She's a favorite now. I do have some likes, and I have a lot of gripes. I'm with you on that. I'll call it right now. This is one of the few times that I feel like the season felt too short. But I'll explain let's why. Be fair. Let, well, let's be fair. In Rebels, there's four seasons. And right now, I'm not sure if you finished, but right now I'm rewatching uh -huh. just to get re-familiar of the stories and stuff like that. And I think what happened here is like some things are talked about in Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. I don't remember or I have to re be re-familiar. I know a lot of people who never read or watch the series are lost with this because they were not into animation. They're like the live action of Star Wars. They're mm. fans of Star Wars, but they're not deep fans. And there's deeper fans than us that read the books and the comics and the play the video games, like blah, blah. We, I mean, we're fans, but we're somewhat limited in that sense. It's fair. But the series, four seasons, each episode about 22 minutes, mm -hmm. you have here eight episodes. 45 to an hour per episode yeah it could be longer there are some things that could have been cut and there's some things that could have been not shown yet just the way it ended made it felt like that wasn't like a cliffhanger it was like there's supposed to be more episodes and it didn't feel as we led up to a moment that just kind of just happened and it's not really like a tense moment so i felt right. like i could have used four more episodes just for closure for me in that sense this is what they should have done. Save Ezra, right? Get that. Focus on that. Instead of focusing so much on the threat of Thrawn. Yeah. Have Thrawn show up on the last five minutes of the last episode. I would have been fine with that if they didn't tease Thrawn for all of the, uh, the Ahsoka uh, commercials no, and teasers. No, I, I know. I know. But the thing is, like, then that's this... The threat is real. And then we're like, oh, snap. And then we got to wait for the next season. That would have been good. There are so many obstacles already in place. How to find Ezra. You have Morgan trying to 
find Thrawn or like that. Even though I find it mm. weird that some people can't find certain things, but other people can find it like that. That was another uh, thing. Okay, so we'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah. Because I know exactly what you mean. But Balin Skull, I was awesome. intrigued by him. He was awesome. He like Because technically, him and Shin, uh, his apprentice, not really Sith. When you not think really of it. Sith. But not really Jedi either. Yeah, they're or almost gray. Right. Even though they're, they're sabers or, or red. Are, no, they're orange. They're orange? Oh, I, yeah. That might it be my red, TV it looks, screen. It looks a little red. He, no, no. Yeah, they, they didn't do a good job of making it distinct. Because there are some times that looked like it was red. But yes, you notice that she had that the, the tassel coming down like a Padawan does. Mm, yeah. And he still follow the jedi way is just a little different they were ronin they were mercenaries yeah but they had their own mission at the same time right he wants to i mean if you notice at the end where, where he's standing on that statue the arm of the statue is the, is, mm-hmm. is the old man and the daughter is light his son is the dark yes mm-hmm. they're uh, living entities that represent a force i forget right. what they're called uh, the, the father right. the son and the daughter that, right. the trinity the trinity right you're right. He was great. Him and Thrawn, for me, were the best characters. Lars Mikkelsen, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he was Thrawn in The Rebels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was. And he played the part. one of the best villains in Star Wars for me, even mm-hmm. from the animation, to, and he yeah. does it fantastic. Sometimes his eyes seem to glow even redder. I, th- I know that's just a, the graphics of it, but mm-hmm. his intelligence is what makes him a threat. I mean, I knew about Thrawn uh, from the books. Yeah, I remember you used to read the books. The one thing that I felt that was lacking in animation and in the life is that Thrawn, he was such a master strategist and he wouldn't take any chances that he surrounded himself with these space cats. I don't really not know the exact name for them. Mm-hmm. And he always surrounded them that these species would be force dampeners. So if anyone wanted to do like a mind trick on him, it's like that, they couldn't. Force push him, they couldn't. I can believe that. Yeah, they formed a barrier. So in the con- in the book, and a comic book incarnation of the series of the books, they had him surrounded by cats, either like around, wrapped around his neck or shoulder, walking around him. So they always were by him. This is a supernatural reference for the show. Mm-hmm. I know I don't remember you watching the show, but the uh, the supernatural. No, I didn't yeah. watch the show. For those who do, it's a public show. Uh, yeah. The uh, the Winchesters will get a tattoo on themselves that would actually shield them from being uh, tracked and uh, certain things being done to them, both by like demons and angels. It's the same perspective from that. He's just using these creatures to right. do that against force wielders. Do you know also the son, the child of um, Sandula, his name is Jason. Mm-hmm. That's also a name, original name of Han and Leia's kids. Yes. They had three kids. Now, it wasn't Ben that they named here for the movies. In the books, in Legends, Leia and Han had twins a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. and then they had another son. And one of the sons was called Jason. So Dave Filoni took that to name their son here. Jason's a good name. It's a solid name. No, no, but I'm just saying, <laughs> oh, I'm just saying he made that name canon. Yeah. I did like the fact that a lot of the actors that did the voicing in the series did the live version. And I mentioned them earlier. Yeah. Daniel's replacing, reprising the role of 3PO, even though it was a small uh, snippet, it was still cool. What were your best moments? Like I said, for me, it was the best characters was Balin and Thrawn, but I also liked the training sequence with Ahsoka and Sabine because it reminded me of Luke and Obi-Wan in the Millennium Falcon wearing the helmet, trusting the force to see the spear, uh, the sphere shoot at him. Here's a little different, but similar. I actually enjoyed... Uh... One, the, the scene where they're fighting in the woods on the planet, and there's the mast. The red guards? Not the red guards. The one that has the double lightsaber that has the mask. Oh, that's the Inquisitor. That's, uh, I can't remember his name was. When they like slit him and the, the gas comes out. I thought he was cool. What, in the dark woods? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so when, the, when Sabine and Ahsoka split up. 
Yeah, yeah. Just after Harang told him, stick together. Oh, yeah, stick together. But they said, yeah, okay, we'll split up. And I know you're not going to like it, but when they, I, I didn't like bringing back Hayden Christensen uh, at first, but the the moment when they're redoing the the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and they're showing that he's talking to her in her young form. Right. And then he kicks her <laughs> back into the the time realm. I'm gonna call it. Yeah, time. Yeah, I forgot the name, but that's also from Rebels. Yeah, and then he walks out the shadows and he puffs up and he goes Darth Vader for a moment. I'm like, oh, that was I, I cool. Could, that was really cool for me. No, there. I mean, I, again, I don't like Hayden Christensen. I think he's a horrible actor. But people love him. Oh, he was the best. It's like, no, he was not yeah. the best. You know who was the best? Matt Lautner, the voice actor of Anakin Skywalker from the Clone Wars. He is why we love or appreciate Anakin now. If those Clone Wars were not didn't come out, the love for Hayden would not be there. True. And the thing is, Hayden is playing Anakin as if it was Matt Lautner playing Anakin. The talking, the tempo, the rhythm is by copy of Matt Lanner because we saw Hayden in Obi-Wan. He didn't act that way. Saw, yeah, he acted like his old self, very flat, very uh, very bored. In this bored. version, he's better. Yes, he is better because why? He is following Matt Lanner. Hey, That's, you know what? Take those notes, man. Run with them. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, you're following the acting of someone else who did it after you. Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. That means how that shows how bad you are. You're, you're not wrong in that. Like I have no love loss for hating criticism. I, I'll say this: I'm sure he's done some projects. I don't. I don't remember seeing anything that he he that captured my attention. But from what I said, he's not my cup of tea. You know, he's done. No, he's done some movies prior and, and some after. But the thing is. People say, oh, but you should see this. Like, why? It was like, I mean, I saw some other projects he did. It was just as terrible. It's like, I mean, if you're acting the same exact way, not giving anything new, but then you're giving something new that you saw another person do, uh, hello. Before we get into the, our nitpicks, our dislikes, I am going to say this series is entertaining. There is no doubt about it. It is entertaining. Going when back it has the, the high points, it's it's really good. Right. But mm-hmm. there are a lot of flaws here. There are a lot of plot holes. There's also inconsistencies. Yeah. Um, and now, granted, there, the Thrawn thing is coming up or catching up to what it was done in the books, meaning that when the Empire was taken out, or not the Empire, but the second Death Star was taken out, mm-hmm. Thrawn was away. They didn't say exactly why or where exactly he was, but he was away, and then he comes back. And then he becomes the new threat. The yeah. Rebel Alliance has to be reborn. So that's what like Rebels and this years. has like uh, made happen. So Rebels was the answer to why he was away. And Ahsoka is now the reason why he's back. Correct. So they're, they're catching up. Also, I have to say that the setting of this, it feels like a mixture of the series timing and the end of, of Rebels. Where we see Sabine, hair short again, right? She's yeah. looking at the mu- mural. And she's touching it and she turns around and behind her is Ahsoka ready to go. Well, yeah, they took like what, two episodes to get to that moment, right? Or was it right. three episodes? About about two or three, something yeah. around there. But regardless, we see that in the end of Rebels. Yeah, because there was a time jump at the end. So we see that and she's and we're we're hearing the words from Sabine of what's happened, like kind of like you know, catching up uh, catching us up to speed. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing in episode one and episode two and to that point where they're going to go find Ezra or get the map. So this happens between or before the end of Rebels to then it catches us, us up to speed because it's pretty much the same thing. She touches the mural just like on the in the animation and live action. She turns around. It's like shot for shot. Right. Except for in the animation, Ahsoka has a staff. True. Here... She doesn't. I got to give it credit for the fight scene at the end between um, Ahsoka and Morgan. Morgan? Yes, I agree with that. It was a good fight scene. Much better than the first time they met, even though I do love that fight scene with them because mm-hmm. it, it was reminiscent of Obi-Wan and Vader at, a new, at the end of New Hope. True. Slow, steady, each strike 
can kill. Mm -hmm. Hero's more flashy, but I understand as a magic sword, katana that she has, Morgan, but it's on fire and she's putting her hand on the blade of the fire. So uh, I had uh, me and my coworkers had jokes about uh, that because uh, like I was talking with my friends and we're D and D guys. So great reference. You, we saw the D and D movie, right? And mm -hmm. it, remember th the room of Thumberchod, right? When they're the, with the fat dragon and they meet the, the bald, I'm going to call them assassins. That can't Just die. Just tell me because I, I make, don't don't break. I'm not going to remember right now. They pull a sword out and the sword pull, produces a green flame. That's oh. a spell. Well, it was a spell of them too. They exactly the three witches. So, three witches made the spell. When I was watching the episode and they did it, I just said, "Oh, they're pulling D and D. <laughs> it's a green flame blade." The only thing we could think of is like, do they have like it stored like Green Lantern style in a pocket dimension, a Baskar sword that they just coat Maybe. in green flame or it makes no sense. She got wicked tattoos by getting, grabbing a, a, a Vulcan mind meld on her face. Well, she was becoming one of them. Yeah. But they really did the, like the Vulcan mind meld thing. That was the same no, gesture in the hands. I, yeah, I know. I know. And, and you would think she, okay. Now I, I did like her as Morgan. I thought she was a great character, but I was also in a sense of how we saw her in the Mandalorian and how we saw her in this series. There is some it difference. It feels like two, Feels like two different people. Yeah. Plus, her her posture was annoying the shit out of me. She was like this. That's true. You know, like in the Mandalorian, she was, she was she like, was, she was more posture. Like, yeah, like, yeah, she was like standing tall and proud, and as a leader of her among her people. Here, she's still a leader. She has she still has authority, but she was just like sir and like always hunched. And I just wanted to. If I could, I'd smack her back to straight out, straight it out. But when she, when that the Vulcan thing that you mentioned, you would think that she'd be in more agony because it's changing her DNA, if you will. Yeah. And her and her skin's burning. She goes, ah, uh, ah. Uh. I mean, technically, I they're like, her ancestors, so maybe there is something like it's bringing her back to her roots or something like that. But I guess oh. so. But you'll think it'll still be painful that like your skin's being burnt. Mm, they're all aliens so yeah, true. <laughs> but i think it was a waste to kill her yes to kill her off was not wise because she was an interesting character nonetheless one of the strongest characters like not yes. just like attribute wise but like what she brought to the table right yeah because the thing is like she has magical powers he knows about thrawn and all that all that stuff and could follow his his teachings and make it her own and she did that in the mandalorian yeah or if they were going to kill off one of the witches just kill off one of the th other witches and, and then, then make she becomes part of it and then like bring her more into the fold of that and that would have been like i would have been way more intrigued by that because i'm like mm -hmm. now i really want to see what her journey is going to be right can we go into the food pause do we have enough time i don't know well <laughs> I'm going to say mine and you can agree, disagree or and interrupt me and add your own. Sure. Yeah. Sabine should have never been a force wielder. Hell yeah. That's my question mark. Why were you chosen? Just because you held a lightsaber? That's not a qualifier. Right. And the thing is, I understand that in Rebels, she was taught how to use the dark saber by Kanan. But, and I understand that the force is among every Everything. living thing. Yeah, But the thing is, if everyone is a force wielder, you don't make it special. The mystique of it is not for, it's like, why bother then? Yeah. You know, the, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if, if everyone is special, then no one is special. Well, the concept is like, because they make this argument, like in other franchises of Star Wars, yes, everything has the force. Uh, there are those who are sensitive to the force and the force has its own will. You know, right. you can't impose your will on the force and make yourself a wielder that's that's the right. thing you have also like like donnie yen i am one with the force the force is with me i am one with the force the great force example yes he never technically was a force wielder but he was right. a believer of the force that's a difference but yeah it's a difference and then it worked They're like it kind of worked for him in that last final moment for him 
True, but, but you never just, truly know that it was the force or it was just pure luck. True. Yes, that is very true. Here we have a girl who is struggling, who has never shown any inkling of being a force wielder, not even rebels, mm -hmm. nothing like that, can hardly move a lightsaber to pull to her. Then she knows how to force push Ezra 40 mm -hmm. stories high and, and on, a, on a shit that's going away. It would have made more sense if she ran, jumped, and Ezra force pushed her. Oh, absolutely. Or she goes there she just gives she... up on the whole force thing and just goes back full Mandalorian. That was another thing. She is a Mandalorian through and right. through. Well, that was right. born, bred, and raised. Mm -hmm. And then a few years with Ahsoka, and then that gets forgotten. She leaves her helmet behind almost every chance she has. Mm -hmm. When, like in Rebels, you almost never see her without her helmet unless it's like a uh, like it's downtime. And what happened to her backpack? There you go. She could have had a jetpack, and then her and Ezra could have into the starship. She could have slapped it on him. Same story. Right. But I was like, but the thing, yeah, making her special, then it takes away from Ezra. It takes away from, yeah, I understand that Ezra gave him, gave, excuse me, I know that Ezra gave her his lightsaber. But the thing is, we've seen it with, well, it's so stupid because I guess they're, they're using the same thing with Finn, where Finn had the lightsaber, he fought Kylo, and then at, at the rise of skywalker oh i am force sensitive but i was like what exactly no, it just takes it just that's it why just i'm saying it's it's not a disease that you get just by touching a lightsaber now you're force sensitive that's, that's just not how that works right now the next one because we can go i can just bash on that all day but <laughs> yeah anakin should have never had a padawan he never reached the rank of master but isn't that more of an argument for clone wars well here you go so in Clone Wars, for the, in the development of Clone Wars, Dave and George were talking about it, and George said he should have a Padawan. Dave said, but he can't have a Padawan. George said he has a Padawan. Because I said so. Dave said, okay. I mean, it's on Disney+. Plus. You can see it, that Filoni is explaining how Ahsoka came about and how Anakin got a Padawan. The thing is, if, you don't, if you're not ranked master... You should not have a Padawan. Didn't they write it in Clone Wars that like it was because of his level of power and skill, but not because of his rank that they decided to give him a Padawan? That's how they fixed it. The thing is, like the problem with George, and and we see here with Dave, that Dave followed the teaching of his master because Dave was the apprentice, while George was his master. Yeah, in the sense of writing in this Star Wars lore, and we've seen it throughout the series of Star Wars that George will just forget what he created and then write anew. What he established that. in the original trilogy, he said, screw that, I'm gonna do the prequels and then forget what over there, what I had already established 20 years ago and I'm not gonna make it here. It was that like, happens to a lot of uh, famous like writers and creators like um, uh, the creator of uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, I don't know why uh -huh. I'm drawing a blank on his name apparently he doesn't remember half the things he's written on his books. He goes to like his wiki for his fans and mm -hmm. to find out the history of his characters. Right. Well, the th I can understand that because it's been several years for that. But the thing is George had seven, no, 10 main characters, if you will, an original trilogy, if you will, then just changes it and then changes it. And then he, he is that hard to find because he built an empire on these characters on this universe, this galaxy, how are you gonna forget? You can't, I mean, I understand the author Game of Thrones, yes, but I mean, it's always in George's face. He lives, in, where he lives is like Star Wars memorabilia and all that shit. That's true. So, and we see that here, that there's like simple, lazy explanations or just ignore it, don't don't pay attention to it. That's okay, it. like how they find answer. <laughs> So you're gonna tell me that you that Thrawn couldn't find him for years. And couldn't find him for years. Yes. Sabine shows up Finds mere him hours with later a, with the dog that they gave him. Right. But I'm saying mere hours later. Mm-hmm. Oh hi. I was mm -hmm. like, are you effing kidding me? It was so convenient that people I talked to actually uh told me there's a rumor online that they feel Ezra has turned and is actually working with Thrawn. 
Possibly. Uh, Because when you think about it, like when he shows up, he doesn't want the lightsaber back. Because it's hers now. He gets it to her. No, but even so both, like, like, not- like like instantly, he's like, hold on to it. And he's like, I don't need it. He That's what he tells her before he gives it to her, uh, like when they're getting attacked. And yeah, then, I mean, well, hear me I'm out. I'm okay with that. Um, of course, the how she found him so fast with the animal that was supplied to her. And then, of course, during the escape, how is it he hid away the entire time and then steals uh, like the uh, stormtrooper outfit and then steals the ship without being noticed or have the right codes exactly you need codes that you know to leave or to a board clearance codes so uh, there's actually a fan theory right now that ezra is actually not the ezra we know he's turned that's that and i'm okay with that if that's shown in this next season yeah if they do that in the next season but I'm 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 fine with that. That's not the case. I'm like that is some lazy ass writing. Mm-hmm. And it also goes in a, and it goes in relation to also that they go to a planet. This is all in Star Wars lore. All Star Wars lore. Mm-hmm. That regardless who's arriving or what have you, they always know where to go. They always know where to go to find the people. I was like, wait a minute, you go on a whole damn planet like. Freaking, I have people give the wrong delivery. They give my, my packages to the next house or the, the cross the street. They can't find my own house, but you got you have these people who can find a group of people throughout the whole planet. This is how good the like, force is. It's like Google Tracker. Yeah, I get, but I'm just saying it's like, yeah, Soka shows up and she looks down and she sees Ezra and Sabine right there. I was mm-hmm. like, how the hell? Or with Morgan coming in and finding Thrawn. I'm like, what? What? But then again, that's a, it's the same thing with all the Star Wars. You, you go to um, Tatooine right there. You go to, where's the other one for the sequels, the other uh, desert planet. They found Ray, and I was like, what? And just Never mere had. walking distance. Jafar. I want to say Jafar, but it's not Jafar. That's Jakku. Jakku. <laughs> Jakku. Yeah. Jakku. That's the, the planet. Mere convenience, like how you find the whole, a whole planet, you you pinpoint in mere minutes. I'm also mad at Harain, saying that he knew Kanan. Mm, yeah, that's bullshit. You know why? Because Kanan... that's not his real name. Yeah, Kanan is his pseudonym name. Kanan is name after Order sixty six was given. So how the mm-hmm. hell does Harang know that who Kanan is when the actual name is Caleb Doom? We saw him in Rebels. Not Rebels, excuse me, the Bad Batch in the first episode. We saw his master get gunned down and then he's running. Mm-hmm. And he's actually running from the Bad Batch because also because the Bad Batch followed him. Not following orders, they're just, they're, they're just trying to figure out what's going on. And that was him. So how does Harang know? Can someone tell me? I no? Uh, uh, uh. Maybe from like uh, Hera and so good just saying that it's the name he went by but it would make no sense that he would still refer to the the new name versus the old name right he would say not canaan he would say caleb because mm-hmm. that's how he knew also which is funny that apparently every galaxy and every planet i guess has their own version of ewoks jawas and sand people that's true that they, they were pretty much that the hamster crab, the hermit crabs, Ewoks, Ewoks, Jawas, they were a mixture yeah, of the they, two. They're a combine, and then they they clearly was sand people. The, the, yeah, the one in red armor, the ones wearing legit samurai armor, sand people. I, I guess he, I guess he can call them grass people because they're on the grass. And okay, so um, side note, I, I have to ask this question: at the end, when Shin flashes her lightsaber at the would-be Ewok Jawas, um, no, no. no. No, was was it them? No, it was it was the it was the sand people. Was she saying that the sand people? The I red couldn't... guards? Yeah. Okay. Um, why? Because calling as a leader, she's she's taking them as they're she's, I guess. Is that what you were interpreting? That's what I interpret that she's gonna be part. She's gonna be the leader of them. She's gonna take. Okay. I I, I I'm guessing because I don't know. Yeah, because I was like, she clearly didn't go back with Balin's skull, and uh, and right. and I was oh, like, he he he. he pushed her to the side he did but you know master and predators like, doesn't you, necessarily you, mean you give up well no but he said you your path and my path are no longer on the same mm-hmm. we have separated because she is more about recognition and dominance 
where he is now more still in the Jedi way. He's looking for more balance. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, the, the, it, it may not really like you will think they will get their gear to fight this one person who is lit up the sword almost like you know that's a threat if you will my uh, lit up my sword i'm about to fight yeah you know, so i don't know we'll see if there's a season two we'll see it's do now also i find this and it gets all star wars lore how is every planet habitable meaning no the air the air is breathable you can eat and not get sick it, which is a good Obviously, point because like they're going to a planet where and like literal star whales go to die and went to another galaxy yeah i mean it's like for, it's like me or us going to california from florida and all that smog and pollution or china with all that pollution there we were like <laughs> it, will, it, will, it will take time to adjust but these people are like hey what's going on not even no helmets nothing like you know don't even test the air t- at least no, they tested what well, they tested well, the air in mandalorian do. on mandalore but right. then they're like oh it's still good right but still yeah just again every planet is habitable no one wears a scuba gear kind of whatever you call it for the oxygen to breathe and whatever no yeah. of course not the only time they did that similar or to that is in empire strikes back where han leia chewy oh, the moon CPO and that moon where they the worm yep yeah i did like the look of the new stormtroopers well it was a combination of, of things they remind me of kylo's mask yes 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 i was gonna say that and said that's kim because they have the gold thing is a japanese art to save or put together pottery what have you and they use like gold to help mend the pieces together but i like the also the the the, the tape yeah like, like a bandage tape it's like no, it's like hodgepodge to fix the armor and stuff like that although the right. one uh captain's mask like where it was just a f- pure face covered right. with it i was like that's actually really cool and his voice was augmented I was like, but it, it reminded me of like a like gladiator. Yes, it was a vi- it was a very much a, like a Roman gladiator kind of face mm-hmm. look. I wanted more. I felt like there should have been more out of the stormtroopers in general, rather than like the the witches Not- spell. Mm. I mean, I think that was kind of cool. It is kind of cool, cool. But I felt like the stormtroopers themselves should have brought more to the table before they activated that spell. I'm just saying. Well, they're still lazy shots or lousy shots. Exactly. You think if they work for a Thrawn, he picked like the best of the best kind of situation. They'll be aggregate. Yeah. Because I mean. And they survived on a so desolate planet, which didn't seem that bad. No. Oh, okay. Here we go. So Thrawn has a hard on to get back home because of the empire. Fair. Yeah. If you're so yeah. in love with the empire and what it represents and what it stands for, why be so focused on going back home where there's others there? And if you want to spread the principles of the empire, stay in that galaxy, start to dominate planet by planet, start putting a foot down to have control in the name of the empire, in the name of the emperor. In that in that argument, like we don't know the full details because it's an unknown galaxy for one. So we don't know the uh, the distance between the planets that are habitable. And then judging by the looks of their stormtroopers and equipments, the resources to maintain their technologies and, re- uh, and just their resources in general did not seem think, that good. But you don't think that they can recruit and get more stormtroopers and maybe if not have the same armor, they can look at those, those red, the red sand people, they had armor. How did they get that? You're not wrong. I, I, I'm thinking they, they should have recruited some of the red. They, they would have been better than the turtles. Hermit crabs. Uh, that's what I'm going to call them. That's what reminded me of. Like, yeah. There were turtles. <laughs> they, they, too. Yeah. But the thing is, if you're, I'm sorry, if, if I was a representation of the empire, and I stand by everything it, it represents and pushes. I would start spreading throughout planet to another planet to another because they had the technology to see where things are. They knew what was going on in that planet. They that's, they didn't find Ezra. That's that's true. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's, it's a it's pretty they, weak. They had the it's technology. They had the witches, and they still couldn't find one man. True, but the thing is, like. <laughs> It just shows me how weak Thrawn actually is. 
because he actually needs numbers or he feels safer with others. Yeah. Where he could he couldn't he needs support. Right. Where he he didn't feel like I don't know. I would think that he would just especially all that time there. Because let's say Ezra has a full beard, hair is long compared to what we saw him last. I would say at least five years they were there. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that they couldn't find another planet. They were loading something. What were they loading onto the into the ship from the? Some people the think is like uh, more of the the night troopers, or but I don't know. If that's the case, then you have your army there, yeah. even that, even more so. I know we're talking for a long time because. It's a lot of information. You, you said it in the same video that we did Expendables. Sometimes we talk a little bit longer if we have things we have gripes about. True. But it also is, is like eight hours, about eight hours of information yeah. there. What's another Again, nitpick of yours? Oh. Apparently, Filoni loves Lord of the Rings. And D&D. Ahsoka the Grey becomes Ahsoka the White. Yeah. Are we serious here? She changes her outfit all white now after her rebirth. All she needed was a staff and say, thou shall not pass. She, she almost did on when she got onto the ship in space. I mean, I hated that too. <laughs> did, it not get, me? did it not give you the Gandalf and Balrog vibe? She's like, I'm standing my ground. So the, the ship is moving, correct? I yes. know it was a little dead, but the I, ship is moving. I want to say she had like gravity boots, didn't she? Okay, but still, if the ship is moving or floating, what have you, in a sense, in one direction, because in space, even if your like, engine's cut off, you still go, maybe not in the same velocity, but you're still going that direction. You would go in the same velocity. Unless something uh, imposes a new Locks. force to you, you right. would continue okay. in the same motion at the same speed. Right. So she flips from the wing to the... I'm going to call it the base because I don't know the proper terminology for ships or to the hull, whatever. She flips and lands in the same vicinity. If she let go of the ship, the ship will still go and she would not be in the same exact momentum. I could be wrong. In this case, it, uh, she would be in the same momentum. If it was like in on uh, where there's a gravitational force applying a different speed and force to her and like there was air resistance then that would be the case because there are videos okay, like where like you throw a ball out of a moving car and, and the ball okay, will fall backwards. We're in space where there's no gravity. Exactly. So if she jumps off, if anything, she'll go up this way. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So how is she landing back down? The gravity boots are not that strong. I'm sorry. And she doesn't look like she's doing any force wise. I would be more inclined to believe if she jumped off and then got caught up in like a small orbit around the ship, because the the more mass you have in space can actually generate an orbit around it and things will float around. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can have debris float around a giant spaceship in theory. I'm reaching. And plus we're not scientists. <laughs> no, I watch a lot of sci-fi. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that doesn't make you a scientist either, though. It doesn't. But, not at all. All right. Now, yes, I am also annoyed that Hayden Christensen was here. I don't think he was needed. I don't think his He, he got some good moments, was, yeah, but he wasn't he needed. Some good moments, but, but, but wasn't needed. It yeah. was not needed. Like, it would have been cool, just enough hologram training. Mm-hmm. That would have been good enough. I really don't talk. think he was needed at the very last episode, too. Oh, the space ghost? Or the force ghost? Excuse me? At, at the, the very, ghost? very end? No. You know who that should have been? Kanan. That would have been dope. It would have it been super dope if Kanan showed up instead. Because the thing is... He was there for Sabine. Kanan, yes. He was the first teacher mm-hmm. to Sabine. Granted, it was about how to, to use the Darksaber, how to connect to it, how to use it. But it's still being a, a force. Lesson. Yeah, he's he's teaching in ways of the force in order to master the dark saber. Correct. Yeah, and there is a connection there. She's part of the crew. I'm like, I'm upset that Zeb it wasn't didn't show up. We saw him mm-hmm. do a cameo in Mandalorian. Mandalorian, but we don't see a cameo. I hear at all. Zeb would be one of the first ones to show up if he heard Ezra was coming back. Yes. It's like it, uh, uh, like he if Herrick called up Zeb and said. We found him. Zeb will be like, I'm on my way. Yeah, but they, they just push it off like he's recruiting. I was like, okay. And also, I'm sorry. 
that the relationship between Sabine and Ezra is not brother and sister. He said that because in Rebels, he had a crush on her. Oh, absolutely. He, he, was, he was 100% trying to, had a crush on her. He, he was trying to get in those pants. Every time he had a chance, he was trying to get that armor off. You would not be looking for someone. It was just family in the sense of friends because they weren't blood, but they were family, but they weren't mm -hmm. blood family. And the way she was looking at his hologram and the way she saw him on the reunion is much deeper than that. At it least, is far deeper than that. At least the way they she made it had, look like from on the show. Like, it was like opposite per, uh, like perspectives. It like seemed like she had a thing for him here. And when yes. they and they reunite, he didn't like somehow well, he friend zoned her. Well, of course, because how many times are you gonna, you know, like get pushed in the, you know, down or taken? I I would have off? accepted that more if he came back with one of the uh, hermit crabs. One Ew. of the hermit crabs, and be like, "This is my wife. We're married. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I'm no longer you know, a Jedi. You keep the lightsaber. <laughs> I live the life of the hermit." Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you know, it would have like, made sense though. A man has needs. <laughs> <laughs> he found them. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, yes, especially where she touches the mural and is Ezra, she's touching the face. Yeah. It has become more for her in a sense of that's my man. And but then they they, they reunite and she's like, Oh, hey, family. I was like, no, no, no. But yes, the force goes going back to that. Kanan should have been there. It would have been cool to see Prince Jr. It would have been cool to see yeah. Prince, Prince Jr. as Kanan, eyes burnt, wearing the ponytail. Well, when Kanan died in that final scene, his eyes healed. No, he couldn't see. No, in the in the fire? He couldn't see. His eyes healed up though. When he looked at when you when he looked he turned, pushed Hera back onto the uh, on the, uh -huh. the, ship, the ship and he looked at her, his eyes went like from like the milky white to like the, the pupils yeah oh i don't remember that i'm not I, i'm not to that point yet. you're not, you're not there yet it's I'm a lot of it's that. a lot of episodes to catch up on yeah but i'm watching that that's like one of my favorite scenes it is that's such like a good scene one of my scenes that one and the training with the dark saber like yeah there's so many good scenes good episodes in the rebel series so many good ones and we'll do a review on that uh once we catch once up i catch up that's a journey yes and you know, like before, I know we're going long on this, but true, there's a lot of great shows out right now. The Continental, they have that's finished. I just finished that. We got a review on because I saw the first. Did I just episode. finish? I thought it was on like it's got like a couple more weeks. No, no, it's three episodes. Oh, I, I definitely gotta finish that then. Yeah. Um, they just released Gen V. Uh, they, yes, they're finishing up Wheel of Time season two. Yes, uh, uh, and Loki so season two is so starting up. Literally yes. the day we're recording this, so. Oh, started already? Just started today, man. It, I thought it was the I, October 5th. Today's the 5th? Oh, shit. <laughs> Episode 1 just released it uh, an hour and a half ago. Oh, my God. You're right. Holy crap. Yes. So, October and September, a hell of a month for the year. So, <laughs> And with my editing skills, it's going to take a little while. Happy New Year. <laughs> yes. Okay, so... Going back to the Rotten Tomato score, 87% by the critics, 71 by the audience. Where are you? I'm going to lean more towards the audience. I'm going to probably put it at a, as an overall show, I'm going to put it at a 70. The show is very hodgepodge, like we talked about. There's good moments. A lot of people brought some good stuff to their performances. I, you, yes. you know, and... And we didn't even talk about Rosario Dawson, to be honest. And it's supposed to oh, be her show. We, we, we can. We can. Yeah. Because I think she did a, a terrible performance. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. Like, is it really her show? Like you said at the beginning, this is Sabine. Right. You know, and right. if it's but not no, your show, like, are you going to bring the 100% to your game? No, but the thing is, is like Ahsoka, even though she was serious, she was lighthearted as well. She didn't mm -hmm. take things so serious. Even, even with... In Rebels, she wasn't as deep or solemn as we saw her. Now, granted, in the last two episodes, we saw the Ahsoka that we are familiar with come yeah. out more, more smiling, more be in the moment, not to be so down on yourself. Maybe it's because of the rebirth. 
that she became Ahsoka the White. Granted, she was a little bit more dark in the Mandalorian episode too. True, but she had a reason to be because she was trying to get information and stuff like that. But she was also dark in the Book of Boba Fett when she was at visiting Luke Skywalker. Not that dark. I mean... she was joking. Yeah, I guess. Was she joking? Was she joking? She's like, you, know, was like, you remind me of your father kind of situation. But I mean, it was kind of how like serious, how Luke was in Return of the Jedi, how like serious and like, I'm a Jedi, so I have to be here. Even though she's not a Jedi, she, no. she, and she says, says she's it. not a Jedi. Yeah, she's training him. Right. She's training Sabine, but she's training Sabine in the ways of the Force, but she doesn't recognize herself as a Jedi. She gave up that long time ago but again in the last two episodes she became more of the soka that we are familiar with and i'm okay with that yeah damn we're going way long that we haven't gone this long in a hot minute but we've been i know but still we're going long so again so throng couldn't find ezra right we're never gonna let this horse die (laughs) but also morgan could not find the map yep even though she knew where it was Mm mm-hmm couldn't find the map. Mm-hmm. And then to get to that basement or whatever you want to call it, Ahsoka did a move that she did in the in the Clone Wars, as well as what was done in Underworld. In Underworld was a gun, shooting, making a circle, a, a perfect circle, and then falls into the next floor. Ahsoka does it with her lightsabers to the next floor, and then um, she comes. She does the thing finds the map because Morgan told her where it was, but Morgan couldn't find it, but then she did. Yeah. And you will think Morgan could find it since she is an ancestor of the witches, has the magic ability, but she couldn't find it. Okay, sure. Well, she never displayed magic until the sisters touched her face. No, no, she had, when she opened the map and all that stuff, she was doing, uh, creating a spell. Oh, that's true. I just thought that was like a code. But no, she didn't touch it. She was doing like she was praying or saying yeah. a chant. Yeah, that's fair. So it is, yeah. But then she comes out and it became Jurassic Park. You know what I'm talking about, right? Tell tell the world. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll tell you because because you don't you don't know. So when after she finds the map, she comes out. There's a droid standing right there, not moving. Where do we see that from in Jurassic Park? The velociraptors. One is the bait. Yeah. And then surrounding the target, the clever girl. Right. All the droids come out. So yes, that one droid just stood there mm-hmm. and just, just get the focus. And then you see the other droids surrounding Ahsoka. Cool scene, but I was yeah. like, all right. I forgot but about I'll that have scene. To say, yeah, but also I have to say, Ezra's fighting with the force is how it should be because he's moving out of the way and again again you have a lot of these stormtroopers instead of shooting from a distance they'll run up to the person and as if i call it the john wick fight scene it's like <laughs> everybody has like an assault rifle or pistol and they want to get within six feet of john wick uh in order to shoot the man and i'm like well here is like three feet exactly so let, me, let me walk up literally to you before i set myself to shoot mm-hmm. you know and, and then you know granted like Ezra was moving really good and then force pushing and then boom, force pushing. It's like, yeah, if you have the power, like, like I understand this, this is all beautiful with the, with the lightsabers is, is very, it's an elegant weapon. Yeah. But damn, just force, like they could have forced the stormtroopers when they're on the cliff. Well, not uh, the cliff, the tower. That reminds tower. me of uh, the game you used to play all the time was uh, force unleashed. Yes. Just using yes. the lightsaber was like secondary. I, I remember watching that game being played and like every other force ability there was besides the lightsaber was just legit devastating. Force push, crush, throw. Right. You know, the and if but you the were doing it, the lightning. Here. Yeah. They could they could have done here in the sense of throw the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Hit everyone. Pop 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 pop. Like in the like in the scene of of uh wanted mm-hmm. with the bullet. Bullet her. Use that as lightsaber. Or you're on the tower. Why are you bothering deflecting bullets when you could just force push all the stormtroopers off? Yeah. That was another thing that I was thinking of. I was like, I can't make the jump. Like you can grab things. I've seen characters just like pull themselves to things like a like the reverse scorpion maneuver. You can't do that with the force. Like he's like, I won't make the jump. Like just ah, ah. 
And Ezra was a badass. He got really strong in the force. Yes. So, I mean, did he train or did he keep up to his with his skills? I have no that's, idea. That's hard to say. But you would think that would have been easier. Like he could have he could have pulled Sabine towards him. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like we never see like and again. I'm going back with all the Star Wars mythology and the movies that we see an ability once and then we hardly see it again. The the most popular force ability that we see are the the mind tricks and the force pushes, but we don't see yeah. after we see Obi Wan and Queen John Queen Gon speed run we never see it again true when we see when we see kylo ren freeze people and freeze blaster fire blasters blaster fire freeze it we don't see it again in the other films do we see the mind pull we saw it once or twice twice in the same movie but then it was it was done again it was done in actually clone wars I yeah. think oh, I think darth maul did it i think maybe darth maul did it but the thing is we don't see the abilities and you have also an, uh, an ability that was not done much, but we saw with Ahsoka that she can touch a certain object and then seeing it being played out again. Yeah, I like the T-1000 and Terminator re- touching computer and just understanding things. Right, so that she knew what happened, what Sabine did and why the, the map is destroyed, all that stuff. So, I mean, but we don't see that again. Where we, what we probably won't see it again in season two. We haven't seen it in other films yep force healing ezra's force healing it is done it is it was done in the books it was done in the clones either um clone wars or or the clone wars they they showed not the not the 3d one the short episodic one the 2d one cartoon network ones right but one of the jedis were learning it Mm. and yeah they were learning they were in they were in like a jedi library whatever but they were learning it, um, so it, it was it was possible. So anyway, how long is this, how long are our review is so far before I edit? One fifteen. Um, ah. So I already said my rating. What's your rating? I give it a solid seventy-five. Okay, so I'm a little bit lower than you, but you know, yeah, so we're right in the same ballpark. Yeah, we're in the same. We're in the seventies. I mean, yes, it is worth the watch. I will see it again because of Thrawn and Balin. Mm-hmm. I will see those two. Oh. Quinn Gon should get his refund because apparently no one else can die. They get s- stabbed straight through a, by a lightsaber. You know what? You don't, have, a... you don't have to be a Jedi now. You can just be regular human. You don't have to be one with the Force. So you ever see those? Live. You ever see those YouTube videos where there's a guy who's uh, doing deep fake vi- uh, um, uh, the facial deep fake? Uh, what's it called? Deep fake deep fake of him as uh, Obi Wan watching yes. Star Wars. They were do- watching uh, Ahsoka, and Quingon was like, "Oh, she's done. She's and like that's a wrap. Nice to see you, Sabine." And, and Obi Wan's <laughs> like, "Oh, I don't know about that." And they just like, "What? She's still alive?" And they didn't like. There's not even cybernetics in it. What happened? What is going on? <laughs> so there it goes again with the inconsistencies. Absolutely. So the inconsistencies with these writers. Again, you had that with Obi-Wan. You had this with George Lucas's prequels. And you have it also with this the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like that. Now, where do you rate this or where do you place this among the series that we have that came out? To me, okay. and, Andor. And we're talking about the live action ones, not the animations. We can we can do we can do live action. Animation Rebels. Absolutely. The top. And this could have been right there too, but they I'm, I'm, and I said it before to uh, on, on social media. Dave Filoni, I believe, has writer fatigue. It, it's he's it's t- possible. I mean, he's he's put all out. He's a been lot. nonstop. He's been nonstop directing, writing, supervising, and I, I think, think he has up. writer block. Yeah. yeah, but Andor live action, Andor is the best. Tied with Mandalorian, yes. in the sense of first season, first seasons. Mm-hmm. Mandalorian was awesome. Andor first season, awesome. Mm-hmm. That's it. Book of Boba Fett, trash. Ahsoka better than Book of Boba Fett. Obi Wan better than Book of Boba Fett. It's fair, but not it's better fair. than but not better than Ahsoka. Yeah, I, I I'll go with you on that one. Yeah, 
So if like say for first seasons, Mando and Andor tied for first, Ahsoka is right underneath. You know what? I might even inch Andor above Mando. Because... I don't mind that. I would not be mad at that. Yeah. Mando is good. I and first season just good to put on the TV, and you don't even have to focus a hundred percent of the time. You just it's good mm-hmm. moments. Andor is like you want to get swept up in the story. Well, uh, you have to pay attention. Exactly that one. You have to that's, pay attention, and that's such a good feeling when you can get yeah. swept up in the story like that. Yeah, um, you got to pay attention. But yeah, but, I, I'll and, go but, with that. But, but Ahsoka, you don't have to pay attention. No, you don't. You don't. All right, guys. That is our sensational review of Star Wars Ahsoka, currently streaming on Disney+. Plus. Have you seen it? What was your favorite moment? Do you feel that Bifoni does have writer fatigue? Let us know in the comments below. Also, if you have a movie or show you would like us to review, you can email us at tellsatwobros at gmail.com or leave a comment below. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you, too. We have spoken. Wrong series.